What is it, everybody? Welcome back. It's your favorite show on a Monday outside the cage. It's your boy Dimes. How we doing, brother? Oh, not gonna lie, I'm I'm burning up over here. It's like 90 degrees, but the thing is that we don't got AC. So oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's 90 degrees outside, it is 90 degrees inside as well. Yeah. So it's a little hot right now, but we're getting through it. You the know, beard, the beard's looking really good, brother. Thank you, like thank it. you. It's been a work in progress. What you got going on there? I'm trying to look wiser, you know. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Help me with the picks. Man, to, emotional today weekend. We got, sorry, yeah. Go ahead, bro. Emotional weekend. Uh, bro, I woke up to it. Woke up, almost started crying. Great card from what I saw. I had to go back and watch a lot of it because obviously I I set an alarm for five forty five tried to watch but i was just too tired and i just fell back asleep you know it's a weekend i'm not trying to wake up that early but yeah man i love the fans over there too they're yeah they're just respectful they're into it even when someone like advances a position on the ground they're all like oh like they know they know what's going on a lot more than the average fight fan over here i would say yeah uh, we had four straight first-round knockouts at one point. Junior Taffa, Waldo Cortez Acosta, Garrett Arnfield, and Michael Olick. It's good, good card. Dude, did you end up uh, – did you parlay Taffa and Cortez or no? I know you were feeling good about both of them. Uh, yeah, but I think I parlayed them. I think the parlay hit except um, – I mean, all, all three legs hit except fucking Max wanted to knock him out in the third round. You had Max by decision? Yeah, no, I had Max uh, in, in um, Green Zombie over two and a half rounds. So I just needed that round to like two minutes two minutes more. Oh, that's painful. Yeah, because when you sent me the picture, I was, the parlay was red. I guess I yeah. didn't realize that it didn't go past two and a half. Yeah. Man. Okay, oh, hey, let's put it up. Let's put it up. We made a little – we made we put a yeah, dent yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Choi and Evans are off the night really good. Then we went three straight. We went three straight there with uh, Billy Goff, underdog play, Michael Oleg, and then Junior Taffa. Should have went more on Junior Taffa, man. I seen a first him by knockout, like minus 115. Should have took that, but it was our big bet. We hit that one. Um, I don't lie. I mean, now I didn't like the Santos bet, but I mean, I didn't like the Santos bet at all after I left the show here on last week. But I mean, was it close? Very. Yeah. I mean, okay. Blanchfield definitely won, but I would say like Santos almost had bigger moments, but Blanchfield just kind of, she did like a vintage Kamaro Usman performance. She kind of held her up against the cage and clinched her and kind of just had enough position. And then we we get a split decision loss with Ryan Spann. Um, Thought it could have went either way. I I had Anthony Smith winning, so I didn't mind it. Um, But again, you get to a split decision, you have a coin toss there, so kind of judges weren't in our favor. Yep, and then our parlay, we just needed max over two and a half to hit that one. Yeah. But we went $72. We make a dent in that. We're now negative eleven twenty-four overall record eight seventeen. See one fall. Let's get let's get back in the green, baby. Uh-huh. More green up there, dude. Would have been man, if if zombie I don't even know if you could blame Max. I think it was just zombie coming out like a yeah, like a crazy zombie right there in the third round. He just says it. it was like good and hard to watch. <laughs> Bro, Stop. just the way it happened, because he he kind of he flatlined him pretty good with that overhand right, and just from the camera angle too, I feel like it made it look perfect. 
And, dude, Max Holloway, the narrative had been going around that he couldn't put people out of there anymore. You know, yeah. some would even say pillow fist. I saw Max had a quote. He said, I mean, been if you're going to run fist. at him like that, he'll put you away. It's just the guys he fights are, like, smart enough to, like, yeah. okay, like, I'm just going to, like, get out the way. I'm going to, like, not – I don't want to get knocked out, obviously, but, like, Kareem Zong was like, that's just – that's just, he's just, if he gets in a brawl, I think Max wins a brawl. Like, he'll yeah. knock you out in a brawl. I don't think he's like, but like the guys he's fought have actually been like really high IQ guys. Like Yair's high IQ, Volk's high IQ. Um, Calvin Cater's just fucking a dog. So it's Man, just like, dude. I, I, I saw I, some. I knew I should I should have took knockout. Man, I knew it. I just I don't know. I didn't think. Did you think that like, like that? Did you think that when Max dropped him in the first round? And he kind of stood there for a second, looked at the ref, and then jumped on and went for a submission. He could have just TKO'd him and got him out of there, but he kind of had respect, like a lot of respect for yeah. Zombie, and he for didn't sure. want to deal more damage than he had to. Yeah, it looks sure. like that definitely. Gosh, man, it was it was definitely a little hard to watch. Like I was hyped when it happened, but I was sad at the same exact time. Just man, crazy sport. You gotta watch two guys that you really like go in there and try and take each other out. There's nothing like it. Dude. And then after the fight, shouts to whoever was on the soundboard, cause they had enough feel to play the zombies walkout song again. Yeah. On the way out. His walk out was really good. Yeah. And then his exiting walk from the octagon was also amazing. I got yep. the little video right here for anybody that didn't see it. If you're just listening, yeah, it's a video, so that's why it sounds weird. It was more than that, obviously, but, man, dude, Korean Zombie, just a legendary career, bro. So, he had to go serve, for anybody that doesn't know, he had to go serve in the Korean military. It's the, it's a mandatory thing in their country for every male, and he had to do it right in the prime of his career, pretty much. So, he got the twister in his UFC debut back in 2011, the first twister ever in the UFC, at least. And then has a finish against Dustin Poirier. Darce choked him back in 2012. And then lost to Jose Aldo in 2013, back when Aldo was the guy, in a fight that was very competitive. Zombie ended up injuring his shoulder. I think he dislocated it. So it's not like he really even, like, you know, he got beat, but it was due to an injury. And then after that fight, that was in 2013. And then his next fight was in 2017. And he was 20. It was when he was 27 to when he was about 30 or somewhere around there. So literally your peak years as a fighter or right before it. So he just had to be away from the sport for two years while it's evolving and everybody else is getting better. Then he came back, still a top fighter, but just didn't, you know, didn't have that step that the other guys had. He's fought the best of the best ever since he's been in here, even back in his WEC days. I think he really fought Volk for the bill. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was, that was a crazy fight. That was, that was that a crazy was, matchup. He was a, kind of a short notice, right? Because yeah, Max had like, to pull out. Volk, well, it's because Volk wants to stay active, so it's just like, ah, yeah, next. Like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Volk, shout, out yeah. 
Zombie always like just like, does the right thing. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Love him. Gonna miss him in the sport. Um, again, I think we sit here and say the same thing over and over though. Like what happens with Max Holloway? I'm tired of seeing people too. Every time he wins, who wins the next one? Him and Volk. Like we need to stop saying that. I think we know. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 know. I mean, we not like Max exactly. has zero chance, but like, do you think Max has a better oh, chance like, than you than you thought? No, yeah, bro, you did. What what I think is, I don't think Max beats him, but like, I've always thought Max was great. Max was great, and he was the second best lightweight lightweight by far. I mean, a featherweight. Sorry. Um. So I thought it was like Bulk, Max, and like everybody else. I just think that really cements this even more with knowing how good Volk is now. Like Volk's better than when he fought Max. So it's like looking yeah. back at it, it's like, damn, he went to decision with him three times. Like that's crazy. That like it, it makes me think Max is even better. Dude, I think, yeah, I think they both are improving at a faster rate. And we gotta remember Max is what, three years younger than Volk? Yeah. So I mean, say say in two years, you know, Volk's thirty six years old, Max is thirty three. That looks a lot better for Max than yeah than fighting like, right what do you now. Do for Max, just keep fighting these fights. I don't know, man. There's gonna be no like. There's already kind of nobody left. They've either gotten destroyed by Volk or destroyed yeah. by Max or gotten beaten by both of them, such as Yair. I don't. Um, and I personally don't like anybody at fifty five for him. Yeah, I mean. We saw it against Poirier, like skill for skill, he was right there, but Poirier's shots were just landing more damage. Like, I mean, it does nothing but like a Max Holloway, Tony Ferguson, that would sell. As oh a yeah, or a early pre- oh, or a yeah. prelim event or a open opening of, of, of the card. Like I don't, I, that, that's I watched that fight. What Max about what if Charles loses to Islam? Do you do a Max Charles rematch? I just think now it's like, I don't know. Like, yes, Max beat him already. But like, totally different guy, though. Yeah, it's just now looking at it, I was like, damn, like, Charles is too big for him. Yeah. I mean, Max is tall, though. He's like probably the same height as all those lightweights. Yeah. He's just a lot skinnier. And yeah. when, when we saw him fight Dustin and Connor, and I mean, he was what, 22? Yeah, 21 years old. He's so. fought all those dudes. Like he's fought all of them. So I mean, I guess we can't sit here and say he can't do it again because he's better. Mm-hmm. We just said that. Can't go back on what I just said. So yeah, I mean, maybe I I'm just underestimating him at 55 because I like 55 so much. But yeah, I mean, I think if he's some, if he was in 55 his whole career, he's a top 10 guy. Yeah, how crazy he, would it be does, if Max does, Volk... does he beat Michael Chandler? Oh, that's it, dude. I feel like his style, like stylistically, as long as he could stay away for the first two minutes, Max's cardio is amazing. Chandler's is it's not terrible, but just the way he fights, I think anyone's gonna run out of gas. Yeah, so I think I kind of like Max in that matchup if he puts on weight, you know, spends time doing a serious, and I think it'd be a co main, so it'd be three rounds. Yeah, that's true. That benefits, uh, that does benefit Chandler, yeah, but. Hmm. Imagine Max and Volk fight for the 155 belt. They just both run yeah. through everyone up there too. It's just always interesting to see like what happens next with Max and like this fight was like not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was out of the ordinary, but it's just like ah, like it was a weird matchup. Everyone kind of knew how it was gonna end. Um, but it's just like I feel like I'm tired of like we can't keep giving him those fights where it's like ah, we know how it's gonna end. We know how it's gonna end, but there's no one else for him to fight. He's, he's just really in the weirdest, he's in the weirdest spot like in the UFC history like ever. 
he's been so undeniable, and that's what makes it so weird. It's not like he – I saw a stat since 2014. He's 18-0 and 0 against every featherweight not named Alex Volkanovsky. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man, two two legends of the game. They're just there at the same time in the same weight class, and Volks has the edge on him. It, and and when Max and Volk have fought the same guys, I would say Max has beat him just as convincingly as Volk has for the most part. So yeah, like MMA, MMA math wise, they're pretty pretty damn even. But Volk's just gotten the edge every time they fight. Yeah. Whew. How about my girl Aaron Blanchfield? I'm that's way out of order. I didn't even have the card up, but. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't dominant like yeah. I expected it did to she, be. Did but she earn a title shot? I think we got to see what happens in that other fight. I forget what okay. it is, but I know that there's one other. Oh, our Rosen. I think yeah, Rose and this girl are in the same division. So. This weekend. I would say if Rose makes a statement, she probably gets the shot over him because it wasn't a very – it's about the opposite of a fun fight, I guess you could say. Yeah. And yeah, Rose versus Manion Fioriat. But uh, Anthony Smith, Ryan Spanion, split decision. Um, you you still have action here with your, your man Ryan Smith, uh, Anthony Smith here to get <laughs> get the belt. Maybe a little two years late, but I mean, I've already seen this fight before. It's kind of just whatever. Um, surprise ending. Actually, I didn't think it'd go all the way to decision. But what did you think of Anthony Smith? Do you think he has what it takes to get the gold around his waist? No, dude. I I don't know. He. I wasn't even convinced that he won this fight. I kind of thought that it was a very even fight, but Span had bigger moments. Mm -hmm. I think he, obviously it's not boxing, but I think he dropped Smith once or twice. And I don't think Smith dropped Span with a punch or with a strike at least. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of had Span winning this one. It was a good, showed good resilience from Smith, but I think against those top light heavyweights, he won't really stand too much of a chance because he's just not in his athletic prime anymore, which yeah. sucks to say. I'm a big, I'm a big Smith guy. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think he's really at the top. What you got to take on that one? Nah, I I thought it was Ryan Spann's chance to make a statement in that division, cement himself as the next mm -hmm. guy, and he just didn't. Um, so yeah, now he's on two versus Anthony Smith. You probably fight someone below you now, so it what it is. I got a hot take, though, that I got to admit. About a year, two years ago, year and a half, two years ago, I probably would have said Giga Chikaze is the toughest test for Volk there is. Well, you I'll weren't alone? Quarantine Giga? Quarantine Giga was special, bro. <laughs> Quarantine Giga was nice. I mean, he's still 15-3. and three. Um, Just I don't think he can beat the elite elite guys. He's like that middle guy. He's like 8-9. Could have couldn't put away Casares, dislocated his elbow or shoulder, or whatever it was on the first kick. Yeah, um, gotta put that guy away and make a statement. I just I feel like a lot of these guys, man, and I understand it. Like we talk about all the time, is like you don't want to go in there and get knocked out either. Um, but like, I mean, even look at you look at the strikes here: 65, 62, significant 65, 62, head 25, 25, body 22, 25, Casares, legs. Giga 18, Kassar's 12. Like, it was still close for mm -hmm. a unanimous decision. But um, I just think, like, you got to take advantage, man. Like, again, I'm not saying run in there and risk getting knocked out. You you want to win the fight. But, like, 
you got to put on a show, yeah. man. You got to go out there. And it's kind of like now just like watching the contender series is like, I get it. You're already signing the UFC. A win's a win. But like, if you're a guy like Giga, a signature win in the featherweight division, no one really knows who's next at featherweight. There's a lot of guys up for discussion. You get a big mm-hmm. win. You get a big knockout. Like you throw yourself in that name. You make a good call out. You get good on the mic. Like, I just like to see these guys like, especially because I like Gigum. I just thought, I just felt like he's not a waste of his career, but I just not. Didn't meet not my everything it could be. Yeah. Didn't meet my expectations. I feel that. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I could, you summed it up very well. He should have been able to smell blood in the water after that injury. Maybe he didn't notice it, but you've got to notice that Caceres isn't really throwing the strikes the same way anymore that something's up or your corner should at least notice and yeah man he just he fought a good fight don't get me wrong he fought a good fight won the decision but didn't do anything memorable yeah i kind of i would say going on that point you just said about a big win taking advantage of it on the mic i would say shavkat's win over jeff neal did more for him than blal muhammad's last probably two or three wins even yeah. though Bilal is fighting higher ranked guys and matters, man. It's just, a lot of it matters. Like you can be really good on the mic and have not so great fights and you get a title shot or you can be not so great on the mic and have memorable performances and crazy knockout. That's just the business of the sport. It's just, is what it mm-hmm. is. Like we know it's not just strictly win or loss. We know it's not that. Gotta so have at least one. Like, yeah. Especially like if you're not a, Especially like someone like Giga, like if it, casuals don't really know Giga, how would they know Giga? So if Leslie has a fucking video of him with the axe kick to someone's head, knocking them out, a flying mm-hmm. knee knockout, because he's not good on the mic, he doesn't talk. So it's like, how do we know him? <laughs> That's facts, bro. So you're gonna sell. So you're gonna sell the title fight as oh he just beat Alex Casares thirty twenty seven at three in the morning in Singapore. Like no one cares. Yeah, no. You got to do something that sports center is gonna be posting. Yeah. Middle of the day here, I completely agree. And that's why that's why we all we both say it all the time. We just love it when guys make an effort to promote their careers or at least do something. Like a Kevin Holland, for example, you'll never see him miss an opportunity on the mic. Yeah, Andy tries to make his fights exciting, and he's always on pay per views, yeah. probably making pretty good money. Exactly. Uh, Junior Taffa knocks out Parker Porker, Parker Porter. Parker Porter has now been knocked out by both the brothers, Junior Tapa and Justin Tapa. That's tough. You called that <laughs> one. You called that I, one. I called that one. I called that one. That was tough. Uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta knocks knockout round one as well. Had him, hit him in the parlay. Garrett Armfield with the knockout. And then Michael Olek with the knockout. Son Kanong, good win. I like the win for him. I think he was underdog yeah. there. Um, Billy Goff, my underdog play, knocks wins by knockout in round one. I like that. USA. I like that a lot. Yep, USA. Um, JJ Aldrich, again, USA, knocks out leading Nah. One of her first finishes in a minute, actually. Good for her. Good to see her get that win. Yeah. Solid, now really solid on. card. Yeah, really solid card. Move on to next this week coming up. We are in fight night in Paris. Uh, main event, Cyril Gon versus Sergey Spivak. Sirogon's minus 170, Sergey Spivak plus 145. Another one just kind of going off people that didn't meet our expectations, Sirogon. Um yeah, I was big on him. I'm not gonna lie here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a um I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna give us a a line a play for this. I'm gonna take uh Sergey Spivak plus 145 here. 
Wow, doing a full turn. Just, uh, just, just disappoints me, man. He disappoints me. He doesn't yeah, have we... great wins. His last two wins are Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa. Those aren't good wins. Those aren't good wins. Yeah, because it's just perfect for his style. Obviously, he's going to yeah. beat a one-punch KO guy when he can dance around him and when they're never going to try to take him down. Yeah, I'm going to definitely take Sergey Spivak here. He's on a hot streak, younger. Give me better, better grappler. Could take it to the ground if he needs to. I think he will. Um, give me Sergey Spivak. Might look for a Sergey Spivak by sub, but again, he's already plus 145, so just give me the win and let's go home. Yeah, man, I think this is Cyril's, Cyril's last chance to remain a top guy in that heavyweight division because we saw Francis expose the holes in his wrestling slash grappling game. And then we saw John continue to dig that hole even deeper, expose more holes and Cyril did nothing to nothing to address it after the Francis fight when he knows John was going to take him down. And then now we see him posting stuff on Instagram. He's not in a soft looking gym anymore. (laughs) Like that first one says he's training grappling more you better be training grappling more because his striking is better than anyone in the heavyweight division i would i would say everyone's pretty confident maybe sergey pavlovich i guess but yeah dude you've got to get better at grappling when you've gotten beaten in your last two fights imagine if he had beat francis and beat john where he would be right now compared to all time yeah and he He had had He was dominant. He was dominating Francis up yeah. until Francis took him down with a torn ACL, which means Francis couldn't even explode all the way on takedowns. He was still able to make easy work of Cyril going on the ground. So, yeah, Gon's got to show me something here. But I agree with you. I think Sergey Spivak gets yeah. the job done. He's a very good grappler. We've seen it's a nightmare matchup for Gon. I'd be happy if Gon wins, though. He makes the division a lot more interesting if he's actually able to defend a few takedowns or maybe even get taken down and get back up, survive around. But how does he make it interesting? Because we've already seen, like, what he is and, like, what he does. Yeah, I mean, we've got to like, – I'm you- just saying if he's been actually been working on it. Because I remember he said before the John fight he doesn't train out of camp. Like, you know, yeah. all that BS. So maybe yeah. now he's actually living I'm the saying, life man. Of- lifestyle because i think he's a talented athlete obviously he's not going to be a great grappler but i think he could become good enough like how izzy did once he started doing mma yeah i'll take sergey spivak here yeah me too but i hope cyril hope cyril shows me something i don't um our next co-main event manon thiriot versus rose nominees i need you to tell me am i missing something here on rose or no Dude, I mean, I was literally thinking right before, skill for skill, I think she's probably the best girl in that division or yeah, at least one of them for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it is at 125. So, it's bigger than the girls who was fighting before. We saw what happened against Carla. Nothing really. Maybe she's still yeah. recovering from that war. They don't think she's all the way healthy yet because that was such a crazy fight yeah but yeah dude i mean i think you i think you gotta take rose at the plus money hopefully there's not some secret hopefully pat barry's not doing some crazy stuff or good luck with that (laughs) yeah Yeah, i might i might take a step on rose there official picks will come out this week once i dig deep and dive in um but yeah i mean early on i like 
Sergey Spivak, and then Rose Namajunas. Um, third fight from the top. I like this one a lot. Bunaf St. Dennis versus Diego Moises. I think this mm. has a chance to be one of the one of the fights of the night. Um, I like St. Dennis here at home, minus 160. I might lay that juice, so look, take a look for that. But I think that I think that's one of the obviously the top two fights are good, but I think this has a chance to be a really good fight. Yeah, honestly, I think yeah, if I had to put money on a fight to be really good, this would be the one I'd be most confident betting on to be a really good fight. It's because both of these guys bring it every time. Good shit on St. Denise also getting back in there quickly. He beat um, Bonfim at UFC. I think it was in – oh, it was on the Strickland Magomedov fight night on June 30th. Mm-hmm. So it's only a two-month two month break for him, but he got yeah. a quick finish in that fight. So I love it when fighters, you know, try and promote themselves. Like you said, he went out there, got a badass performance. If he could go out there, get another one, especially in front of his home crowd, he'll probably become a superstar in France and he'll be very well known here as well. Sir, anything else you like I like saying Denise here though. Any other fights you like on that card there? Um, I like Farid Brasherat versus Clayton Rodriguez for I like Farid by decision. I'm not sure what the odds will be. Yeah, I mean I've took him a lot of times. I feel like I take him all the time to finish inside the distance. He just never does. He can't chase the finish for some for some reason in the UFC. Um but I mean hopefully he goes out there and gets it. Yeah, him and his brother. Yeah, his submission, his finishes come by submission. So let me see. Yeah, the dude he's fighting. Has never been submitted, so yeah, I like I like a over here or by decision. Yeah, let's go with. Finally, this card though starts at a decent time. Starts at nine a.m. Wake up and watch Ooh, the fights. Perfect for me. That's a good one. Maybe we go yeah. live for the main if we're both not doing anything. Or I guess it's week one of college football, so. Oh yeah, I'll have four TVs up here. Uh, betting board. Yeah, betting board. The betting board will be active. I'm just gonna say it now. Zachariah Branch might be. The first non-quarterback Heisman winner in a minute. Okay. Who was the last graduates? one? That's how he graduates. Yeah, I think I think he'll be a Heisman winner. Like this and, year, by the time he graduates. No, by the time he graduates, my bad. Yeah. Okay. So like two, three years. Caleb will win it back to back this year, and then we'll probably be throwing a lot of bubble screens and just short stuff to Zachariah once we got the new quarterback in there, trying to get him comfortable, but. This guy, obviously, it's San Jose State, so it doesn't mean as much, but he just looked like he looked like he has a different gear than everyone else out there. You know, when you see those special athletes every once in a while, yeah. you can just tell that dude is different, and this dude Definitely. fits that criteria. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, I mean, not I'm trying to – oh, Contender Series. I like the co-main event on tomorrow night's Dana White Contender Series a lot. We've got Yosuri Bel oh gosh Yosuri Belgari sheesh I butchered mm-hmm. that name and he's fighting Marco Tulio. It's a middleweight matchup and Yosuri he's a former kickboxer. He fought against both Izzy and Pereira. You could probably I was hoping he was the one you were saying because I like him already. Looking at the measurables here. Yep, six five as a middleweight. He is yeah, that's thirty-one what I was... years old. So a little older, but he is a legit striker. He does have two losses by decision where he probably just got taken down. 
And so that's obviously a little scary. He trains at Teixeira MMA and Fitness with Glover and Pereira over there. So obviously getting some good grappling work. Yeah. And then the guy he's fighting against is a shoot-to-box product. So he's a striker. So it's a good matchup. He's a striker. Yeah, that's facts. UFC probably didn't want to give him no wrestler. Yeah. It's always fun watching the shoot-to-box guys go in there. You know they're going to bring it every time. Just try and give great yeah, performances definitely. um i'm gonna try and get these bets out for the week tomorrow because i might take some contender series stuff so we're gonna look out yeah. for that but that's all i got brother anything else um minus 700 favorite thomas peterson taking on chandler cole at plus 500 heavyweight matchup so take a shot to plus five yeah i was gonna say like dana said there should never be that big of an underdog in the contender series yeah he's a 510 heavyweight let me see. Take yeah, Cole's five ten, and I don't think he's DC. Hey, back to back, back to back knockouts. All his fights end in the first round, win or lose. So it's a coin toss. It's a coin toss. They get in there and brawl, one punch. You know. Yeah, facts. I, I think I'll be sprinkling on Chandler. Yeah, we'll sprinkle. We'll sprinkle. And... Oh, the duty's fighting. The duty's fighting the Pete, uh, Thomas Peterson. He uh-huh. lost to Cortez Costa. Cortez Costa, the guy who just the guy who just got the knockout this week. Okay. I think we got action. Yeah, I like it. LFA product. Yeah. Yeah. I love contender series on a Tuesday. Usually I'm at work because I yeah, close. I watched, but... yes, I watched it last week, actually. It was fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah. Was it Lorisenko on the call? Yeah. She's honestly like, it wasn't as weird for me <laughs> hearing her broadcast the UFC event because I'd heard her broadcast contender series ones before. So I feel like she's she's fine. All right, then. I, not a whole lot going on this week, but you got any parting thoughts? That's all I got, brother. Same here. All right, till next week, we'll get those bets up, Contender Series and UFC Paris. Um, oh, yeah, also Terrence Crawford, yes, Joe Rogan podcast, elite episode. I'd recommend yeah, watching. Yeah, really good. I listened to it really good. Oh, hell yeah. Crawford said something about retirement that I was going like, to clip up and play on here. I thought it was like really wise, but I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> All right, then later. All right.